Branding is the creation of the story that you're trying to tell. And marketing is the telling of that story. So first, before you can tell a story, you have to know what it is. And that's what branding is. Welcome to The Branding Lab, a workshop-style podcast focused on providing actionable advice on how to build a remarkable brand. When host Yvonne Ivanescu decided to launch her own swimwear brand, she didn't know where to start. So she went straight to the experts. And the result? In-depth conversations with entrepreneurs, founders, marketing and brand experts who have created and designed the brands we love and interact with every single day. And now she's here to share these conversations with you. Are you ready to build your brand? Then you're in the right place. All right, let's dive into this episode with your host, Yvonne. So I wanted to welcome you, Melissa. Thank you so much uh, for joining me for the podcast. Can you explain a little bit um, to our audience who you are and what do you do? Sure. Thanks for having me, Yvonne. I appreciate being here. Um, My name is Melissa Packham. I am a brand and marketing strategist, and my business is called A Brand Is Not A Logo. And I help small businesses figure out all the stuff that is important to do before you get to the design, before you get to copywriting and all the marketing fun stuff. Um, I think brand foundations are super fun and um, I help people understand why and why they're so important for branding. So I really love the name of your business. A brand (laughs) is not a logo. So let's go into that just a little bit more. Like, why did you choose that name? Why do you feel that it's very important for people to understand that a brand is not just a website or is not just a logo? Mm-hmm. Um, so it it basically is to save me time because I found myself when I was talking to a lot of startups and small businesses about, you know, they're, they're starting out, they're starting their business, they're, you know, creating a brand. Um, I found myself saying over and over, oh, hey, <laughs> just wait, you, you know, a brand is not a logo and it was just getting really repetitive. So it, it acts as a shortcut for me because it immediately tells people, oh, hang on, I have to stop and think about what this actually is. And there is so much more to the conversation than just design. So, um, you know, my whole philosophy is that, you know, branding begins with strategy, not design. Um, and that, that kind of helps people understand where I'm coming from and and starts the conversation on the path of, well, what is branding and what does it mean and why is it important? So I can, yeah, it's really, it's quite selfish, really. It was just a shortcut for me to, to be able to communicate quickly what I'm all about. So what is branding in your, in your opinion? Yeah. So uh, branding to me, I like to think of it as branding is the creation of the story that you're trying to tell. And marketing is the telling of that story. So first, before you can tell a story, you have to know what it is. And that's what branding is. It's about creating and shaping ongoing, by the way. It's not a thing that you tick off the list, unfortunately, when you're starting out. Um, It's not just something that you do and move on. It is an evolving process because everything changes. People change, people's needs change, the world changes, the context that you're operating in changes, markets shift, all those kind of things. So branding is about managing the process of um, creating and shaping that perception, what you want people to think about your brand and what you want them to do. Um, and and then how you how you move about in the world is what I like to say as well. So I always think about 
a brand as a person. So that's the best way to think about it because it's not it's not this sort of, you know, flat entity. It is an evolving, shaping, moving being um, that that underpins everything in your business. I really like that a brand is a person. I think like it humanizes it a lot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we're people, right? We're people. We interact with people. We're doing business with people. We're buying from people. So it it makes perfect sense to create a brand and think about it like it's a person because that's how we are wired to interact. We are social beings. That's how we connect. Yeah, exactly. And I think people want that kind of a human connection with their brands. They don't want to be talking to an entity. They want to be talking to a person, someone that they can relate to. So I think it's very important that you have that kind of a connection, a person to person instead of a person to company type of connection. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. So what I think is really interesting is that we talk about a brand being a person. So then let's talk about like the values. You know, I think there's, there's a, there's a lot of steps, right. To creating your brand. Mm, Yeah. So there's like a lot of foundations. Yeah. Could you tell me what those foundations are? And then let's zero in on maybe like one or two um, specific ones. Yeah, sure. So I guess it's really important, like at the base level, if you if you have nothing else, I mean, branding, I, I mean, I've built my whole career on it. So, you know, there's a lot to it. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're starting out and you're building a brand, I think the most important things that you need to be really clear on are your brand purpose. That is what you're here to do and who you're here to help. Um, your brand values. So what is it that you hold um, near and dear and will act as a a moral compass for your brand? Um, Beliefs are sort of wrapped up in that as well. So what your core beliefs are about about the world and the category that you're playing in and and probably higher order beliefs as well. Um, Your personality. So again, thinking of your brand as a person, what is that personality? How do you define that person? Um, and then their tone of voice. So how does that person then talk? What does it sound like? What kind of language does it use to connect with other people? And um, in you know written and verbal forms of communication, what does that brand sound like? So I think those core five, I think if you have nothing else, that's a really strong um, place to start to get really clear about what your brand foundations are. And then you can take the conversation further from there because once you have that, um, everything else becomes easier. And that's that's what I, I, I say a lot to my clients because once you have that, it, the clarity that having that brings makes decision-making about what products do you create or what services do I need to include? Um, what channels do I communicate in? How am I, you know, what, what message am I saying? All of that becomes a lot easier when you have those foundations in place. Now, that's really interesting. I think why don't we start with the core basics? You said the most important things that a brand should have is the brand purpose and the values, right? Yeah. 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 So tell me, how do you, like, how would you develop that? Like, what is it that people need to do when they're saying like, what is my brand's purpose? Like, how do they reflect? How do they find those answers? Because I think a lot of people get stuck to be like, well, are my values the same as my brand's values? Do they need to align? How do I do this? What questions should I be asking? I think a lot of people get stuck on that. So how would you recommend that people find their their brand purpose and their values? 
Yeah, well, I mean, again, it's it's an ongoing per, um, process, right? So it might not happen overnight, <laughs> but it will happen. Mm-hmm. And you need to give it time <laughs> and thought space. So, you know, I, I would recommend always that um, you give this enough time to think about. And also, <laughs> you, you can launch before having this nice and clear because once you start to get feedback from the market, you can understand and, and sort of see where your space is. So, you know, again, consider it an experiment and a learning exercise to develop this stuff. So that's that's what I'd say up front. Don't feel like you you are halted because you can't figure out what your purpose is in a succinct way. Don't let that stop you. Go out and learn and and be the brand so that you can then define what it is. Um, and then in terms of you know how you figure out your brand purpose, well, you know, there's a reason you're starting your business in the first place. There's a reason you're launching this mm-hmm. brand into the world. What is that? Usually it's to solve a certain problem. Um, what is that problem? What does that mean? What does it mean for a customer not to have that problem solved for them? Or what are they, what are they solving that problem with now that you can do better and different? There's a, you know, go back to that initial reason that you're launching the brand in the first place. And that's where you usually find what the purpose is. It's usually to do something better or different or in a, you know, with a different lens or reaching a new audience that hasn't been previously served by the category that's currently serving them. In, you know, um, all of those things, those problems are usually the place where you find the crux of your purpose. So, and then it might be, it might be a really like a higher order purpose. So it could be you know, to change lives and to, you know, to create a better world. And all of those are great, but they have to be grounded in something concrete that your brand can actually help deliver to. Because <laughs> I think we all, okay. wanna, we all want to change the world, right? We all want to <laughs> do something yeah. that's, that's great, but, <laughs> but it also has to be realistic. You know, your brand has to, it, is it realistic for, you know, a soft drink brand to say that they're changing the world? Hmm. Maybe not. You know, they'd have to demonstrate that in some pretty meaningful ways in order for that to be believable. So I would say don't get too lofty with your purpose either. Don't feel like you have to be, you know, the purpose being to change the world or, you know, anything too too crazy because it, it doesn't, you don't have to, you know, small, small things that you do to solve people's problems are life-changing when you think about it. So you know, don't feel like you have to be <laughs> Superman <laughs> trying to save everybody. Yeah. Um, it can it can be a small, meaningful change that is actually quite quite powerful. Um, so yeah, I always like to say like your purpose is like um, if again thinking your brand as a person. Uh, what is the reason it gets out of bed every morning? What makes it? You know, what drives it to get out of bed and do the thing that it does to you know have serve up the product or you know have the service offering what's that drive and then that sort of helps shape that brand purpose and do you have a brand that you particularly think of like wow that's a really great brand like purpose they have a great brand purpose and does any brand come to mind you know what I always love Disney because everybody can understand Disney (laughs) um you (laughs) know The brand essence, which is a whole different thing, we won't we won't get into. That's sort of you know that's more than marketing one hundred and one. That's kind of branding next level. Um, but the brand essence is magical, and so from that, 
the brand purpose is, you know, creating magical experiences. And that's what they seek to do with all of their, you know, every part of their brand. So the TV channels and the movies they produce and obviously the the spaces and the, you know, theme parks that they have, everything links back to we are here to create magical experiences. And you can see how that plays out in everything. Whether they get it right all the time is a different story, but that's what they seek out to do, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think they do it pretty well. I mean, I, I agree. Is the, magic, yeah. the most magical place <laughs> in the world, exactly. right? I know. Yeah. And, you know, and they, and they do that. Like everyone smiles when, you know, if you've been to Disneyland, you are smiling. It doesn't matter how old you are, where you come from, what your background is. It's, you know, it's a positive, magical experience. So, yeah, I do think they deliver to that grand purpose as well. That's amazing. And it's very simple, you know. I think that it yes. doesn't have to be, you know, Disney's very simple in, in the way that they have their brand purpose. And I think that uh, I feel like a lot of people get just really wrapped up into it. And they, like you said, they try to go too big or too complicated. Mm. And sometimes simple is the easiest. Simple is the best, you know. And yeah. I think it was really powerful what you said in terms of like something, something small can still have a very powerful impact on your potential customers or your ideal customers. So don't try to change the world, maybe changing the world by providing a small little this or that can really make a difference in someone's life. Yeah, those incremental changes will add up. So yeah, if your brand can play a part in that, then that's a good thing. And I would say also like getting to a simple brand purpose is really hard to do, right? So, (laughs) so, you know, that's where the work comes into it is, you know, the wordsmithing part comes into it where you have to really hone and refine the words so that they, you know, that every word has a reason for being there. So, you know, creates magical experiences. There's a reason every single one of those words is there. Um, and, and you can see why. Um, so yeah, it, it does take work. So that's what I mean about, you know, letting it sit, mm-hmm. letting it simmer, understand what your actual role is. Um, and, and, and also know that your purpose may never be achieved, but that's what you set out to do. So even though you might not, you know, if, if your brand is create world peace, maybe that's not ever going to happen, but you can damn well try, right? That's what you're there to do is yeah. to try. So that's the other thing is it ha- you have to be okay with it not being ticked off again. <laughs> it's not it's not necessarily something yeah. that gets completed. And I, I love the so when you when you're creating your brand purpose, it should be like a, a sentence long. It's supposed to be like my brand does like and as little words as possible, right? Because Preferably. I feel a lot of people do the their brand purpose and it's like a page long mm-hmm. and it has like all these things that they want to do. So it's really just trying to basically put your brand in a sentence. Ideally, yes. Yeah, because the the other foundations can help flesh out your story. So if you're finding that your purpose is really long, then there's probably a few things in there that probably A, don't need to be there or B, are actually linked to other things in your brand story. So, you know, they could they could possibly come in elsewhere or it's copy for the website, consumer facing. That's the that's the challenge with brand foundations as well is that a lot of people just want to put it out there into the world. That's actually not what they're for. They're they're an internal piece of work that guides you strategically. Um, it it okay. informs everything that you do, but it, it's not 
it's not a consumer facing piece of work unless unless you've got the wording just perfect and that's what you want to share um but i would say you know it's not something that a consumer will ever see necessarily ah that's interesting so your brand purpose is something that is uh for your brand and for your employees and it drives how you want to create your products and how you function as a business. Yeah, typically. And and of course you can communicate okay. that to to consumers, but mostly they don't care, right? They don't care what you're there to do. They mm-hmm. want to know how you're solving their problems. So, you know, it, it's it, it's fluff that they don't necessarily need. So that's why it's more important for the internal side. Yeah, and motivating your team and keeping you all energized and aligned with what you what you're there to do. Because I guess once you have your brand purpose, everything that you do is to saw so- is to, I guess, follow what that purpose is, right? So every right. product that you create, all the marketing you create, the way that you communicate, everything revolves around that like one sentence. That's right. right? And then and then that's what makes the decision making easier. Because if it's like, oh, we're gonna launch this random product that actually doesn't deliver to our brand purpose in any way, shape, or form, then don't do it. <laughs> you know, simple. Um, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it helps you sort of cut the fluff the rest of the way through your business. So, yeah, that's great. That's why it's so helpful. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think it's really great that you also say that people need to not stress about having it just perfect before they launch. It's like an ongoing thing that you can definitely develop, or you know, your customers might talk to you, and you can further kind of narrow it down, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it might be something that a customer says to you after having experienced your full, you know, um, brand experience um, that you would never have thought of. And then that becomes the, you know, the aha moment mm-hmm. where, you know, for you and you can go, you can sort of capture that and and then that becomes your purpose. So yeah, it, I would never say stop doing what you're doing until you've got that ready. But, you know, it helps to have an idea of what, what you the want. heck you're doing this for. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about values and how that works itself into brand purpose. Like, how do they? How do I figure out my values? If I have an idea of my purpose, how does values connect into all of that? Yeah. So I guess it's it's just like yourself as a as an individual. So like you you kind of said in the introduction about um, how does it connect with your personal values as an individual that's that's important if you're a solo business i mm-hmm. would say um at, at, pr- predominantly um if if you're a bigger company then yeah you might have shared um values amongst the team but um i would say the link there is actually quite important especially if you're a solo business because if you're getting up every day to uh create a brand and run a business that is not aligned with some of your core values as an individual, then that's not going to be motivating. You're not going to put the energy into it. There's going to be this constant misalignment that you might not be able to put your finger on. So I, I always say to my solopreneur uh, clients that they, they do need to sort of consider that. And that's a really useful place to start is to write down your own personal values. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just starts with like, you know, Single words. Values are single words um, because, yeah, because you you don't need to get broader than that. It just keeps it nice and simple. Um, What do you value most in the world and in your life? Um, And, you know, that that can be quite an eye-opening experience having done that myself and then changed my life off the back of that. So I can can definitely attest to the power of writing those down. Um, 
And then from a brand perspective, like, you know, if you've got your purpose for your brand, then you kind of have an idea of, well, you know, if these are the problems I'm here to solve or the one problem I'm here to solve and the kind of people that I'm here to solve it for and the way that I want to do my business, then that's kind of where you start. Well, what, what would my values be if my brand was a person, just as I have done for myself? And you would write those single words down. Okay. And uh, Sorry, I just wanted to back up a little bit. So you, your values, you can share the same values as your brand, but the idea here would be to have maybe a column of your personal values and writing those down and then have a column for your brand values and write those down. And although some may overlap, there might be different words that are written in each column. Yeah. And like, there's no right or wrong way to do this, by the way. So yes. (laughs) So don't feel like you're, you're not failing at branding if you don't, if you don't write it down in the right way. And other brand strategists will tell you different ways of doing this, Mm -hmm. but I always think it's good, especially for solo businesses, if you are writing down your personal values and then, yeah, what your brand, what, you know, come back to, again, why you started the business in the first place is for a, a particular reason. And what, what drove you to make the decision to do that, um, that will help you unlock what your brand values are. Um, And yeah, there might be that crossover. That's okay. And maybe there's some that are different and that's also okay because you aren't actually a brand as an individual and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But your brand can do things that you can't do and and, um, move about in the world a way that you can't. So that's where the sort of differences are. This is the thing with branding, right? It's all connected. Yeah. Everything is connected. It all links to one another. So, you know, brand personality, you know, if you want to do a, a simple exercise while you're working out your values is who is this brand as a person? How would I describe this person? What are the personality traits that they display? And if you think of personality traits as adjectives to describe the person, then the values are... Um, the nouns, the things that you hold dear and the things that guide you. So can you give me an example of that? So, okay, (laughs) let me think about that. So let's maybe think about um, Disney. Okay. And they're, they're, um, you know, one of their core values might be family, Mm -hmm. but their their brand personality would be, um, like a personality trait would be, uh, you know, maybe approachable or mm-hmm. um, friendly or accessible or something. I mean, something a bit more inspiring than that, hopefully. But, you know, like if if their value is family, then they're, you know, family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're a friend to everybody, able to connect with many people. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's super interesting because one of the things that I did before I started my brand was that I did this whole reflection of who I was. And a lot of these were like asking myself questions and asking my myself the question of uh, my why, like, why do I want to do something? And that mm-hmm. I also went into looking into my values and what did I really love? Um, and, you know, sustainability and empowerment and even like I have this connection with water and it all kind of just became really clear because I used to do marketing and then suddenly out of nowhere, I'm like, ah, let me do something with swimwear and water, um, which is completely something I've never done before. But, you know, when you start looking into yourself and seeing like what you really value, what you want, I think it really kind of 
points you in probably a different direction that you would have expected. So that self-reflection, I feel like is super important to understand like, who am I and what is it that I want and what is my why? So I think that's super important. Yeah, totally. And that that's the life-changing um, you know, moment that I had as well was I was in a corporate job and had been climbing the ladder for, you know, over 10 years and wrote down my values as part of a leadership course that I was doing. And the first the first word I wrote down was freedom. Oh my and god. Me too. When I was work when I was work yeah, like <laughs> and I was working, you know you know, 14 hour days and, you know, six days a week and, you know, taking calls at random times at night. And, you know, it just, I I knew immediately that that was not aligned. And so I, that's why I didn't feel good about what I was doing. So I packed up my life and ran away from home and, you know, and that's, that's kind (laughs) of what happened. So, (laughs) but yeah, it is powerful. It is really powerful, very motivating as well when you find it. So, um, yeah, it is a, a very, um, important part of the process, I would say. So would you say that you would have to figure out like your why, and then you would go into like the brand purpose and the values and like, is there a process in terms of how all of the, how it works? Do you feel? I mean, like I said, there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think the simplest, the simplest way is just to, yeah, pen and paper or whatever floats your boat. If Mm -hmm. you're, you know, tapping away on the keyboard is better. is, is just to sort of start, yeah, start with why if you're, if we're, you know, getting all Simon Sinek on it. Um, but that's what your purpose is, right? Yeah. As a brand, maybe it starts with, um, for solopreneurs, maybe it is about what's your personal purpose in life? Mm-hmm. What's your personal why? And then what is your brand? Why? Um, what, what are your personal values? What are your brand values? Mm-hmm. Um, but also know that it's, it, the brand isn't you yeah. unless it's your name you know? So, 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 uh, that, that's probably a consideration is like, if you, if, if the future of your brand is uncertain and you, you don't know which direction it's going to go, or if it, you're going to sell it in the future and, and move on and do, do other things, which is quite possible and still very, you know, it's still purpose led if you, if you are doing yeah. it in the right way and for the right reasons, um, then, uh, yeah, then that, is a big consideration in terms of, you know, do you build yourself into the brand or do you allow for some evolution there that is beyond you? So I, I would I would say that as well. But I think that's really important for people to understand because um, I mean, when, when we start something and we talk about our why and our values and stuff, at one point, if we do want to create a brand that isn't, that can exist without us, then it can't only be about what we want and what are our values, right? Mm. It needs to be very separate. So mm. we need to have this understanding of, well, what kind of brand do I want to create? Do I want to create a standalone product that has nothing to do with me? Or do I want to be intrinsically involved in the brand? Because like you said, it might be very hard to sell in the future um, if you are connected to that brand, because then without you, the brand doesn't mm. work anymore, right? Well, in some cases it does. So, the, you know, the example that comes to mind is Kate Spade. Ah. Uh, you know, so she obviously started the brand under her name, um, but then ended up selling the business and she wasn't part of it anymore, but they carried on. So that's an example of mm-hmm. still her instilling the right, you know, very strong foundations and, and brand values into the brand um, that could then be carried on. 
it doesn't work in every situation, of course, but um, that that's an example where it probably does okay. Or any changes that happen after the sale of the business are, you know, imperceptible, which is ideal, you know, for a brand to evolve and not have that negatively impact on the audience. That's yeah. probably the best scenario. Yeah, you're right. I, uh, it really does depend, I think, on the person. I know that like um, Kat Von D sold her makeup line, for example, and they rebranded it so that it wouldn't have her name on it mm. anymore. So <laughs> it, it, you're right. It really depends. I feel like with branding, it's so hard to say like, this is the industry standard or this is what you need to do because it's so That's fluid. Right. Like. <laughs> That's right. And different categories have different kind of norms about them. And, um, you know, it's so it, it, that that's why it's like, you can't pinpoint, there's not one formula, there's not one way to do it. Um, and, and everyone will have a varying opinion, but, um, yeah, that's why I I actually feel like everyone can do this because we're all exposed to brands. We have been our whole lives. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can do this because, because we are consumers of brands. So, um, you know, it's in all of us to be able to do this. And if you, if you think about it like a person, it's even easier to do it. But let's, let's go one step further here and talk about what happens when your brand purpose, because we're in, we're in a situation now where, um, there's a lot of things happening in the world and a lot of brands are being called out because they are showing support for, for example, the Black Lives Matter. A lot of brands got burned for that because they actually, what they were communicating, and I think their purpose just wasn't aligning um, and people were realizing that. So I think it's interesting to talk about how you shouldn't be faking your purpose as well. Like if you have, Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't fake it because people nowadays can obviously see if you are authentic or if you're not. And I think authenticity in your brand purpose is incredibly important, right? Like practice what you preach, don't fake it because people will figure it out. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, yeah, that's my jam right there is creating (laughs) brands that have actual depth and real and like live up to the words that are written on the page. So that's why brand strategy is so critical because it isn't just words on a page just sort of it feels nice as you're sort of starting out it is a guiding light for how your brand activates itself in the world and if if your purpose is you know um to to be an ethical swimwear brand mm-hmm. and your suppliers are not paying their workers correctly or the materials that you're sourcing are in endangered you know they're cutting down endangered species or you know um, forests in order Mm -hmm. to source the materials then that's crap right that's not true you're not actually living up to those values and and that purpose so and of course you will be found out for that so there is an increase among consumers for um, a, a demand for transparency around this stuff and and also they want to see brands that have sustainability and ethical and environmental credentials they want to see socially responsible brands doing the right thing by people because if mm-hmm. if you think about the, the context that we're in at the moment our governments in many places are letting people down so they people look to 
the, the next things that they're looking to are celebrities yeah. and sports stars and brands because that's who they see, right? And that's who they interact with. And if brands let them down, oh my God, you know, it's just another thing that's letting them down. Yeah. Um, and brands have a choice, you know, brands, you can choose what to do with, with your brand all the way through. You can choose where you source your materials from and you can choose who you do business with in the back end. You can choose how you distribute your product and how it gets uh, managed after the fact. So a really, really great example of a brand that does this all the way through the line, through from start to very finish, is Patagonia, who are the gold you know, an outdoor. They are the gold standard. You know, they're, they're all the things. They're the B Corp certified. They are 1% for the planet. They are getting into all sorts of things, you know, from managing the, the cotton that they use in their products. You know, they are managing the yeah. whole, you know, farming and agricultural process. They're now actually getting into food and, you know, covering off this really fascinating area of regenerative agriculture, which is, you know, as the name suggests, it you know, has a low impact on the environment long term. So that's the gold standard. If you want to do any research on that, that's the one to go and look at <laughs> about how they do it. Um, but they also are very transparent with their audience in terms of their marketing and communication. So, you know, you can find out everything about what they're doing. Um, their, their advertising is actually quite, um, you know, pointed and, and in your face about this stuff and how, you know, how they want consumers to sort of interact with them. So uh, that's a great example of a brand that absolutely lives by their their brand purpose and their brand values and is doing good for the world. And I think it's also like, and they're also profitable and they make money. I think a lot of people think like, well, sustainable, ethical, I'm not going to make money, yes, I'm going to be yes. poor. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think and that's another distinction that I'm certainly very passionate about now is you don't have to be an eco brand or an ethical brand to be ethical. It's just about being decent, right? So yeah. if, uh, you know, if you're not paying people right, or you're not hiring a diverse range of people, you know, that, that. It's just not right. So, you know, um, it's it's not acceptable to not consider this stuff anymore. And that's what I think, you know, brands need, really need to step up now and that there are no excuses. And certainly the last few months have taught us this, that it's you know, brands yes. are being caught out because people expected better of them. And, you know, I think certainly as startups and small brands with, you know, possibly noble purposes behind us, we... we can choose to do better and you know um it, it, i i think it that's that's the future of branding right there is yeah is being ethical all the way through no matter if you're talking about that as a you know a key selling point for your product or service or not it doesn't matter you just have to be good because otherwise what the heck are we all doing here <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think we, especially for smaller brands, we have the ability to to take a step back and like think about what we're going to do and how we're going to be more inclusive. I mean, for a swimmer brand, for me, for example, the first thing that I think of is including different sizes of women and different like ethnicities. And I think that even something so basic like that, we don't see that still, you know, mm. we don't see people doing that still. And I think it's so, it's, it's a little frustrating because it's like we're in this age where it should be the standard now and not the exception. Yeah. That's and right. I think yeah. that, and I think it's also very important that people realize that like they shouldn't fake it because I also am against people or like brands who don't believe in this. Let's say they don't believe in 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 eco-friendly 
uh, ethical practices, et cetera, but they want to create a swimmer brand or whatever they want to do, they shouldn't fake they shouldn't try to fake it, you know, say that we are ethical when they themselves don't believe in that. I think that also becomes like really, it can become a problem. And I think one of the the examples I gave you when we sent an, I sent an email to you was uh, Thinks, right? Um, mm, which is a mm. beautiful company. It like the whole purpose of it is great. It's like uh, women empowerment, it's period proof underwear. But then what happened was their CEO, I think, was harassing um, the employees. There was some chemicals found in in their underwear. And it then just kind of unravels really quickly, right? Because it seems like the people that started Mm -hmm. it really didn't believe in it, but they thought, oh, this is the cool thing to do now. Uh, Sustainability, women Mm -hmm. empowerment. Let's jump on this like bandwagon. And, but they don't believe in it. it And I think that unravels very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you know, it, it, there there are no prisoners now. We're in a digital age, and everybody can hear yeah. about it within minutes of of stuff going down. So, um, yeah, that's right. It's it is unacceptable to be lying. <laughs> like, just yeah. straight up, don't lie when you're building don't a brand. It. It's really that simple. <laughs> yeah, if you just don't believe, do yeah, if you don't believe in the messaging, don't do it because you think that it's like the it won't. I think a lot of oh. people, a lot of brands, do that. Know that. Now, though, it's like, oh, my God, this thing is happening. We have to say something. Even though we don't believe in it, we have yeah. to, like, don't do it. That's right. And they quickly get called out. Just don't do it. Or or admit that you aren't doing it and say, but we're going to do something about it because we know that it is important to our our audience and so we're addressing it. So that's the other thing about branding. Yeah. It might be your asset, <laughs> your brand asset, but it's not yours. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the mm-hmm. audience, right? So the, you, your job is to shape the perception that that audience sees and feels and experiences, but it doesn't, because it belongs to them, they're the ones that make up in their minds what it actually means because that's what branding is, is creating meaning and perception, right? So mm-hmm. if, if they don't believe it and they don't see it, then it's not true. What they perceive yeah. is what is true. Yeah. No, that's, it's very interesting. I think branding just in general is like super interesting. And I think that, you know, <laughs> nowadays, nowadays we just, you need to take the time to really understand what is it that your brand is standing for and to really be authentic. And I think a lot of people say this word all the time, but it's a word that mm. people really need to, to accept authenticity. You need to be authentic. Yeah. And if you're and- not, people will figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. And it doesn't, it's not, it's not good business, right? Like if, (laughs) you know, I'm just really passionate about that because it just doesn't seem right to me that people like you would start a brand and like business, of course, is a, is a commercial thing where we're out to make money, but there are ways that you can make money quite successfully. And like we were saying, Patagonia is the ultimate example of, you know, a a multi-million, I think billion dollar company, uh, profit <laughs> are you yeah. know are still able to to be um light touch on the environment be considerate of you know um ethical and social consequences of what they're doing um so there's there is no excuse anymore not that there ever should have been but it's all out there mm-hmm. people can see everything um and yeah you will get caught and what you know it doesn't feel good uh, why bother <laughs> if you're out to exactly. if you're out to lie just don't bother 
yeah, don't bother. Just be, <laughs> yeah, just be true to yourself, true to your brand purpose. And then in the end, like, yeah, like you said, don't lie. People will find out. I think nowadays yeah. it's so easy. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it's okay to be transparent about, you know, look, we're, we're not actually, we don't have the ultimate environmental credentials yet, but we're working on it. And here's how we're working on it. And we're committed to delivering by X date. You know, you can still have those conversations and that still be a positive message to put out there. But yeah, when you, when it gets murky or vague, that's, you know, that's just icky. That's actually unethical. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I think, it, yeah, like you said, it's really important. Your brand purpose and your values are super important, but it's also the concept of just being true and don't be like, don't fake it. And I think that this is a great example. What we're living in is a great example of just, mm. if you, and as well, if you, if you don't know what you're doing, you can also say that. I think a lot of people are afraid to yeah. to, to say as a yeah. brand, listen, I don't know how to react. Um, I'm staying silent or I'm not posting because I don't know what to do. And I think that you shouldn't be afraid mm. to also communicate that, that point across. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, exactly. And if you show intent to listen to your audience and to learn and incorporate you know, the changes, then, then that's a positive, the, you know, the most positive outcome you could hope for really. Perfect. I mean, this has been so informative. Uh, I have to say, <laughs> I, I'm going to start thinking a little bit for me as well of all of this. I think that, you know, understanding your brand purpose, I think there's a lot still that, you know, I think the most important thing was that people need to realize that your brand purpose is not something that is going, you're going to find it one day and that it's done and you don't have to think of it and ever again. It's something that is constantly evolving. It's something that, you know, it might take a long time to get right, but it's okay. And you can accept that. And the, the other idea was just to have like that authenticity in terms of if you, you really need to believe in what you're selling at the same time. If you don't have that connection or that belief or that disconnect, it's not going to really work. Um, and I think that's super important that people realize, sell what you love, sell what you believe in, and that'll be easiest, yeah. I think, too. Yeah? yeah Perfect. So right. is there... Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else that you maybe would want to touch upon or discuss quickly? Any last kind of comments or ideas? Um, I I would actually drop a little book recommendation. So um, okay, a perfect. really great book about yeah it's uh it's called this is marketing by seth godin and i'm sure you've heard of it but it is you know as a seasoned marketer you know i've been doing this nearly 20 years reading that book re-energized me around marketing and gave me hope for what marketing could look like in the future after being a little bit jaded after having been in it so long. So I would say it is a, an excellent resource for seasoned marketers and newbie branding and marketing people and you know small businesses for sure. So definitely check that one out. It's excellent. And what was like your fa- what was your favorite takeaway from the book? To give us like a little teaser. Ah, there's so many good takeaways from the book. Like I wrote pages of notes. Um, but one of, one of the things actually is um, let's not talk about how tall our sunflowers are. Let's talk about how complex and interesting the root system of that sunflower is. 
and that's you know I've mm. I've really um, not given that justice. He said it much more succinctly than I did. But yeah, it's instead of looking at you know what's happening up up above, or, you know how tall and how far ahead and how many zeros we have in our revenue and all of those things, let's look at how strong the foundations are, how deeply rooted they are. Um, how they are guiding us. That's kind of the message that I took out of that. So um, yeah, very, very powerful stuff. No, yeah, that's a, that is very powerful. I think that, you know, the messaging and it's so important, our purpose, the messaging, the the why and of, of our brands and the authenticity, like we said, is so important. And I think that people really need to take that time to really just take the time to figure it out, to figure out their brand. And I think that they won't, mm they won't uh it only will help them in the future you know that's right oh my god it so helps <laughs> just do the work it's so <laughs> worth the time because yeah it, because it, if you do it now it pays back many times over in the future so exactly. you know it is worth investing in and also don't rush the process I think a lot of people rush the like the branding process and when you start talking about numbers in terms of understanding your competition understanding your strategy looking at what really the market wants and what your your purpose is you know six seven i don't know how long it takes for you it can take shorter but people want to rush the process and i think that they just really need to mm-hmm. stop and and really embrace that that whole process um yeah i i wanted to ask you last question for someone who is creating a brand let's say the whole i know that it's an ongoing process but how long would you say that it takes for people to really grasp the initial concepts before they can really launch something that is okay for the for the market that is a really hard question to answer (laughs) because it could be different right it could be so different um I I would say if there's a level of confidence about you know like okay so you, you do the brand foundations work you've got your values your personality that's kind of done you get those five things ticked off that we talked about um, mm-hmm. that then helps you get your design. So that's a designer needs that to understand that, just to get in their heads, they're visual people, to, you know, they, they need the words to help them visualize what that looks like to bring mm-hmm. that brand to life for you visually. And so how, you know, then you, so you use that work to brief your designer. Also the copywriter needs that. So they need to understand what your brand is all about in order that they can bring that brand to life verbally and, you know, through words. Um, mm-hmm. So those, you know, if you're, if you're thinking in a linear fashion, that that's, that's <laughs> kind of the, you know, the, fact, the, the, the line that you need to take with, with this information. Um, so then they go and do their thing and, you know, that however long that takes, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, don't put a number on it. <laughs> It's, okay. um, you know, even if you, if you can get to that point where you're briefing a designer and a copywriter, um, both of those professions, anyone worth their salt in those professions will understand the language and help you shape it from there so they can mm-hmm. help you along the way. Also, also, you know, sort of a shameless plug, there are profe- professionals like me who can help you work that stuff out quickly in the, in the front end so that you're not sort of laboring over it forever. So if you need to get help, get help because there are professions out there that, you, that can help you. Don't let it stop you getting to market and taking advantage of an opportunity that exists, um, you know, because you can't, you can't get the words right or you don't know how it fits together. Like that, that just seems like a bit of a waste. I 100% so, yeah. agree with you. You you know, brand strategists are here for a reason. 
They're here to help you. A lot of people, and the thing is the investment that you make for a brand strategist to help you go through that whole process, it will pay off in the end. Because imagine just not having a clue about your brand and just saying like, I want a logo Mm -hmm. of a firefly and this is my name and I want pink and blue colors. And then you put it out there and there's Mm -hmm. no structure. There's no ideas. There's nothing that holds it down because from what you're saying, and I completely agree, your brand purpose, those five foundations that you said will shape every single thing that will come out of Mm -hmm. your, like your website, your copy, your images, your branding, your, like your marketing materials, every single thing will come from those foundations. Mm -hmm. That's insane. That's That's so important to get those right then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or at least, you know, (laughs) enough to to feel like it feels right. And then you can adapt, you know, brands change their look and feel all the time, but probably what's not changing too much are the foundations, you know? So once you get that right, the execution is, is the next big step and you can, you can evolve that of course, but yeah, it just really helps to have it done first. And of course I'm going to advocate for that. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. You know, I completely advocate for that too. I think it's super important. Um, even with me looking through everything that I'm doing, um, it really, yeah, everything is connected, like you said. And if you have one piece missing, it doesn't, it doesn't fit as nicely as it can, let's say. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having uh, me. I appreciate the chat. (laughs) So, and uh, if you want to do a little bit more of a shameless plug, you are welcome to. Where can people find (laughs) you if they wanted to learn more about you? Yeah, awesome. So I'm on uh, Instagram at a brand is not a logo. And same, my website is abrandisnotalogo.com. So that's where people can find out a little bit more about me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And uh, maybe we'll have you back sometime soon because I would love to le- learn more about brand essence. I wrote this down and like circled it. Yeah, um, yeah nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I could pretty much talk about branding all day. So yeah, I'd be happy to come back for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Yvonne. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Branding Lab podcast with your host, Yvonne Ivanescu. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you next time.